Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you do all the good you can, for all the people you can, for as long as ever you can. I am so excited to share this conversation with you, and I wanted to squeeze it in before the end of 2023. My guest is William He, and he is the founder and CEO of Dream for America, which is a Gen Z movement focused on mobilizing a new generation of democracy defenders. William shared some of his plans he has for the organization as we enter 2024, which is a presidential election year in the U.S. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring William He. Hello to anybody that's listening. My name is William He. Uh, I am, in fact, turning 17 in just a mere couple days. In fact, actually, when is Christmas? That's December 20th. So that's four days from now at the time of recording. Uh, most of my work is concentrated on really just public service. And I, I'm, I've been deeply passionate about politics since a really young age. Really, I mean, I got involved in politics uh, way back when during the Parkland school shootings. And like probably a lot of other young people, it was like an, oh my God, right? Entering politics is, is, is not, not a choice anymore, but it's a necessity. And uh, I've spent a lot of time working on different campaigns, volunteering for different things. Uh, I ran a food security nonprofit a year or two back ago. And fast forward to today, I run an organization called Dream for America, which is centered on being a progressive alternative to something called Turning Point USA, which if anybody who knows who Charlie Kirk or Candace Owens is, you get the picture. That is a great way to get started. And I would love for you to go a little deeper and tell me more about what inspired you to get started with Dream for America. What motivated you to create this progressive alternative to Turning Point USA? Yeah, uh, I will preface, though, too, that Dream for America has really only existed for about six months now. Uh, we got started uh, around Independence Day earlier this year, and we've been spending um, time just building up since then. Uh, but really, um, in terms of how this all got started, uh, I mean, there's sort of two facets. One, I mean, me personally, uh, I was always inspired by FDR and Hillary Clinton to pursue sort of a life dedicated to public service. Uh, I, I'm the son of immigrant parents. I, uh, my family has come from quite humble beginnings. Um, and that's why I've always thought, you know, politics and, and public service is a great way to make a difference in, in people's lives. Now, in terms of Dream for America, uh, well, there, there was a need. Really, there was really nobody trying to take on what Turning Point was doing. And we thought, okay, well, if nobody's doing this, let's just do it ourselves, the you know, Gen Z spirit. Uh, so since around this time last year, we've been focused on sort of putting the building blocks together. We've spent, uh, if you think about this, like a, if you... Pretend this is a presidential campaign. We have like the whole exploratory committee phase, which is really the whole building block stage. And then we build all of that up and we press the go button around in the summertime. And then since then, we've been working on hitting the ground, fundraising, bringing in team members, which I think uh, we are at around, we have volunteers from 30 states now. Uh, we're working on getting to all 50 
really by New Year's, a uh, hard task, but it can be done. And really trying to put together the key elements of what we're going to be doing heading into 2024. So that's sort of the whole process of what we've been working on. Tell me more about what your day-to-day work looks like as far as Dream for America and school, and I'm sure you have so many other commitments. Can you tell me about how you manage to balance everything? Honestly, I don't even know how I do it. Uh, So, I mean, I would have to say, right, because I'm still a student. Everyone who works on a team is still a student. Uh, And anybody who's usually involved in this kind of work, especially with youth organizing and, you know, activism, they're all students. So really... Props to really everybody, because I don't know how any of us do it, frankly. But, I mean, it's tough. It's it's a lot easier to put aside anything that you consider stress or whatever else, other third factors, when you really care about it and you really think what you're doing is going to try to make a difference in people's lives and it's really going to try to move the needle somewhere. And so with that in mind, you know, I never think that anything that I do is a burden, Right? I don't approach anything that I do as a burden, right? It's not something that I have to do, but something I get to do, something I more I need to do. So on a day-to-day basis, school, obviously. Uh, but really, it's I really don't have an answer for you. I, I, I have like, you know, you should see my desk. I have like 300 notes in my notes app. There's just a bunch of random ideas and plans. My calendar is always stacked full. I've got like 10 different planners. I've got notepads on top of notepads on top of notepads. It's uh, kind of kind of crazy. But I think on a day-to-day basis, right? I mean, as long as I uh, put my head down and, and, and get it done and focus on doesn't really require focus at all actually i think it's just really knowing that what we're doing here is something special then i can put endless amounts of time and effort into it uh and i think at the end of the day anything that's a passion people could apply that to yeah i think it's so exciting that you feel this passion and purpose for this work that you're doing so to take a little bit of a negative turn here have you dealt with burnout and if so how have you dealt with those feelings in the past? Yeah, uh, all the time. Uh, so, I mean, and it's and, and and on a broader scale, Gen Z, our generation, this whole generation, is one of the most stressed out, struggling generations ever. Period. Uh, I think it's a really terrible thing. I mean, it's really great that we're all workaholics. Wonderful, uh, but it's also really terrible at the same time. Um, in terms of how I deal with it, it really depends too, because, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty normal person. I've got all the Netflix shows that uh, one can ever possibly binge. I've watched The Office eight times. Uh, I have a whole list of favorite movies. We've got, let's see here. Let me pull that one up here. We've got, you know, Social Network, La La Land, great movie. Uh, Independence Day, Catch Me If You Can't, Interst- any Christopher Nolan movie, right? Um Really, whenever you burn out, it's just taking a step back, refocusing, and then getting back into the ring. Uh, and I think pretty much it's a universal thing that everybody, you know, watches movies, just hangs out with their friends, listens to to music. I've got, I've got, I don't really have that many playlists. I have one playlist. It's just every single song I've ever listened to that I've remotely liked. There's about 1,200 songs in there. Just press shuffle, listen, recenter. And we're back. But on another note, too, because uh, on the mental health part, right, one of the things 
that we also do at Dream for America is sort of sort of issue advocacy. And mental health is a really big thing for young people, uh, especially among younger men, which with Turning Point USA, that's one of their big demographics, right? which is why you see a lot of uh, younger men sort of turning conservative, I guess, uh, that you could probably attribute to that. But on a broader, it's like, it's really, you know, awful that our generation is one of the most lonely. And I think we need more people out there saying uh, that we see you, we love you, we hear you, and you're going to be okay. And so um, sometimes I wish people would say that to me, right? I think just everybody deserves somebody and people out there who can say that to them. Um, but I digress. So no, I think that's a great point. And I think it's exciting that you're creating this organization that as it continues to grow could really make people feel like they have more of a community and something that they really belong to. So you mentioned that you're inspired by Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Hillary Clinton. Are there any words of wisdom or any advice that has really stuck with you and inspired you to continue doing this work? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Uh, probably foremost, what I've always lived my life by, there is a Methodist saying, do all the good you can for all the people you can for as long as ever you can. Uh, I think that's a really great model. I, I choose to live my life by that. Uh, you know, a lot of what I do is centered around serving others, uh, not, not even just work related, just everything I do. Uh, I'm a meticulous planner. Uh, the gifts that I give to people, I, I have, I send out like a hundred Christmas cards every year. It's, but you know, it's, I think that's probably one of them. Um, and I think probably a word of wisdom I have for just people in general is there is more honor and defeat than an unused potential. Uh, a lot of young people, um, have the idea that, you know, if it's not guaranteed to succeed, if it's not a slam dunk, there is no point in trying. Or if the odds just seem so high that it's they think it's impossible to try. Well, I would say to that, you know, you only have one life uh, and life is short. Time is not guaranteed. So if you don't quit, you might make it. If you do quit, you definitely won't. And so what, what, whether that is, you know, asking somebody out or, you know, pursuing something academically or career wise, whatever it might be, just go for it. You have nothing to lose. Um, don't apply that to gambling, please. Um, but other than that, you have nothing to lose. Uh, so those are probably be some words of wisdom that I, I would live live by. Definitely. So going into 2024, which of course is going to be a very important year in American politics, what are some of the plans you have for Dream for America? As much as you can tell me, I would love to know what you're working on ahead of the presidential election. Yeah, I mean, we at, at Dream for America, we believe in transparency, so I'll tell you everything. Uh, so what we're planning on, what we've centered our mission is something we call the three C's, chapters, creators, and conferences. And whatever the election year or whatever year it might be, that will always be our mission, right? Chapters, we will have dedicated people on the ground, on campuses across the country, uh, trying to get young people engaged through, you know, youth-based marketing, educational literature, getting people engaged in their campus politics, so student government, uh, bringing in local leaders and officials to come and talk with people. 
supporting student government candidates that are you know pro-democracy and by giving something we call democracy grants uh, because Turning Point has this robust student government program that doles out millions of dollars to uh, student government candidates they support. And in turn, they do a lot of uh, not fun things on campus. The other thing is really having a really robust social media presence, building a team of creators that can uh, combine culture and politics to uh, combat Turning Point's army of uh, content creators and army of agitators and engage young people in meaningful and effective ways and reinventing the playbook on progressive messaging. Uh, and lastly, conferences. Uh, it's an ambitious undertaking, probably. Uh, we're probably looking more at uh, later 2024 or even 2025 at hosting our very own conference uh, of of, uh, of young progressives and young leaders. But that's what we're focused on. And really, throughout next year, of course, it's an election year. So a lot of what we're going to be doing online, especially, is correcting the record, making sure that people understand and know the stakes of this election. Uh, we're pretty open about our support for uh, President Biden. And so making sure that people understand his accomplishments, why he is uh, the best choice, or at the very least, the least worst choice, and why it's very important, no matter who you support, to get involved in the process. The only way you will ever have your voice heard is to speak up. And if you sit out the process, Right. If you think everything is bad and, you know, you think big change needs to happen, the only way you ever get to make that remotely happen is to go to the ballot box and vote for who you want. Uh, but that's not to say that we would prefer if young people uh, have a strong showing for, for the president. And we're confident that they will, uh, because at the end of the day, next year is a big stakes election. And uh, we're going to be doing everything that we can to try to reelect the president. Uh but at the end of the day, too, a lot of what we do is really try to engage young people at all times, not just on the even of election. A lot of other young organizations right, that are youth focused and Gen Z focused, they're wonderful. They do great work. But most of their efforts are concentrated around you know, getting people, young people out to vote, registering people to vote. And that's great. It's really crucial. That's helped drive a lot of uh, Democrats and progressives to victory over the last couple of elections. Brilliant. Our work is something more cultural rather than electoral. It's about really moving the needle and getting young people to support progressive ideas and candidates, to get involved in the conversation, to understand the importance of political conversation and democracy and getting involved. So that's what our work is centered on. Uh, so that's all to say, basically, we're going to be doing everything. Uh, that's basically your TLDR version of that. It's really exciting to hear all of these plans. And I have one more question for you. Lots of young people want to create change, but they may not know how to get started with that work. What advice do you have for those people who may be listening? You can join us <laughs> uh, if you want to. Uh, we, we hope you do because we're looking for anybody who wants to get involved. We will find a place for you. Uh, we're currently building out our team. We're looking for people to lead chapters. We're looking for people to you know, do social media work. We're looking for people of all sorts of backgrounds and skills. We have an extremely diverse team. Uh, you know, over half of our team are part of the LGBTQ community. Uh, you know, we have a very diverse group team of people across racial lines, gender lines, uh, ideological lines, right? It's not just actual progressives who are part of the team. It proves that the testament of what we're doing, we have even moderates and conservatives who want to get involved in the work that we do. So anybody who wants to get involved, we will make a place for you. Uh, but more generally speaking, I think for any high schoolers out there or even younger, get involved even younger. Uh, the best place to get involved is definitely get involved in a campaign. 
especially local campaigns. You don't have to start as the campaign manager for the president of the United States, right? There's a lot of local campaigns who are in desperate need of volunteers and people to help them get elected. And so I am sure they will be happy to find a place for you uh, if you so choose, right? City councils, school boards, you know, PTA elections, if you, if you want to go that deep into the rabbit hole. Probably the best way to get involved. And other than that, just stay in touch with your campus, right? Get involved in student government and your clubs and your activities uh, and, and try to, you know, go beyond of what is expected of you. Do, take the initiative, go beyond that and take the extra step. And that'll probably yield you pretty good dividends. Uh, but I would prefer it if you get involved with us. That would be strongly more preferred. So everybody, if you're listening, dream, the number four, america.org. Check it out. Get involved. Welcome to the Dream Team. I am so glad I got to talk with William about all of his plans for Dream for America in 2024. And I think above all, it is just so important to get involved in politics, however that makes sense for you. Whether it's working on a campaign, registering people to vote, working with an organization like Dream for America, or most importantly, voting yourself, it is so important to make your voice heard. William is definitely making his voice heard and advocating for change through his work with Dream for America. And I think we can all keep the words of wisdom he shared in mind because change comes when you do all the good you can for all the people you can for as long as ever you can. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find William on Instagram at williamhe06 to get connected with him. You can also find Dream for America on Instagram at dream.foramerica, and I also included the link to the Dream for America website in the description of this episode. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode. But until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.